Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment <coughs> to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Welcome to Optimize My Life. Today's episode is we're doing is Hometown Heroes, but our guest has not shown up yet. So in the meantime, we're going to talk about what's new and coming up on the show. Give me two minutes. So right now, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about what is new and up and coming when it comes to Optimize My Life Radio. So we're launching a bunch of different shows. So as you know, Monday through Friday, we have Hope for Lunch. So in addition to Hope for Lunch, which we have, you know, Monday's Hometown Heroes, where we highlight individuals, Tuesday is travel. Wednesday is all about highlighting more individuals. Thursday is family time. Friday is with Len Kane and the Golden Rule Society and the Kindness Club. Coming up in the mornings, we have, on Thursdays, we have Georgette, and she talks about vitality and living your best life, living your healthiest life. Coming up, we are also launching, which is a show that's near and dear to my heart, Missing and Exploited. We're going to talk to families that are missing loved ones. And we're going to talk about when they were last seen and description of them and who they are and what kind of, so that there's an awareness so people can be on the lookout for these people to help find these kids, these individuals. Now, the staggering number is 
on average, over 2,300 individuals go missing, children go missing on a daily basis here in the United States alone. We're also adding back our nutrition segment where we're going to talk to a licensed nutritionist about type to die. All right, give me one quick minute. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Is not right. available. Give me one more minute.
Sorry, folks. Um, we have a slight glitch. Our our guest is having a hard time connecting. Hello? Nope, don't worry about it. Hang on one minute. I'm going to put you through to the radio. I, I don't know what has happened. It's once in a while it gets glitches. It's not a big deal. This is easy. I just have to do something a little different here. Correct. I'm just going upstairs because sometimes I. Lost Hold Radio. Please hold and you will be Now, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Awesome. Hang on. I got to move my phone. This is an episode of Hometown Heroes where I like to present Sally Gimmett. You live in the world and deal with the world of trust. And I know they're a tax haven. I know there's a big legal loophole with them. But can you introduce yourself a little bit and then explain what a trust is? Well, I appreciate you having me on, Mary. Thank you for that. I'm a real estate investor. And back in uh, July of 2020, I took down a a uh, bank-owned reverse mortgage. I was buying the contract for $20,000. It was going to go to auction for $50,000. Don't have to lift a hammer or anything else. I was going to make $30,000, but the only problem, it was the middle of COVID. I had 13 months uh, to wait until the court system opened again. And during that time, I researched uh, the Rockefellers uh, Trust. They call it the office. A gentleman in my national real estate group, uh, he wrote a book, Garrett Anderson wrote a book called What the Rockefellers Do. The new title is what the billionaires do, but I have a, uh, a copy of it. And I went through the book and started calling people, uh, sending letters, and I found the private law firm uh, in Texas that has the patent on this trust, and it's an amazing trust. It is uh, in the IRS tax code, 643B, like Bravo. And with this trust, uh, it comes from England way back when King Henry VIII 
got in trouble for chopping off his wives' heads with European states. He started the Church of England, went to go tax the lords and ladies of England, and they went further back into history to the Magna Carta to say that the king could not tax them. It's contract law that comes from England. The law firm I work on behalf of has a trust that's turning 350 years old in 2023. So this is before he became a country, and most people do not realize the IRS tax code was only decided upon in 1913. So the rich families, the Rockefellers and others, purposely designed the IRS tax code so they could save money. So the Rockefellers have this trust, the U.S. presidents have this trust, and some very famous people. Um, for me personally, that my little house, uh, the, uh, the $20,000 house, when it finally did go to auction, uh, September, uh, August 28, 2021, 13 months later, it went from $50,000 up to over $64,000. So I made $44,000 very easily. But more importantly, I saved $10,550 in capital gains. And I started teaching this in my real estate group and started my own company because I want to help as many people, investors and people making 1099 income to know how they can save federal taxes just like the rich do because um, the first page of the IRS uh, tax code says it's up to each individual to save taxes on their own. And if I can help someone save money, it makes my day, it makes their day, and everyone's happy. Now, how do you go about setting up those trusts? It's actually quite easy. Um, you, there's a form to fill out, a five-page page uh, to fill out. You send it back. Um, they will give you a new EIN, it's your tax code for businesses, so you can open up a bank account. Um, for my situation, my, I had bought the contract with an LLC back in July of 2020. So I had to do two simple bill, uh, bill of sales. I literally Googled um, images, bill of sale, drove to the bank. One bill of sale said the house in Rocky Mount was coming from my LLC to me, Sally Gimmon, directly. And then the second bill of sale said Sally Gimmon is selling the Rocky Mount house to the trust. Um, on the date was September 20th. Um, and consideration. I had to give a dollar, a dollar to the um, notary from the LLC, a dollar to her, and then when I, uh, she notarized the second letter, she gave me the dollar back. Took those two bill of sales. I scanned them, sent them to, I'm living in Phoenix. I scanned them to the attorney in Raleigh, North, uh, North Carolina. Next day, he asked me for the first page of my trust. I scanned that, sent it to him. And uh, all the paperwork was done. And uh, again, uh, with this trust, you are going to file federal 1041 tax return. 97% of the people out in the United States file a 1040 tax return. And so th there's special tax considerations with a 1041 tax return. Only certain, uh, certain organizations, nonprofits, and others can file a 1041. So this trust is legal and trust attorneys know about it. Unfortunately, yesterday, I literally talked to a financial planner who talked to his CPA and the CPA told him it, it was uh, false and this financial planner will not tell his clients how, the, how they could save 
money in taxes. I just I it, I, I have case law. I have information to share with people because everyone should know this. If I found out about it, um, you know I, I I'm I'm a real estate investor. I have I I also do crypto investing. I do options trading. I have saved so much in taxes in uh, two years. I want to help other people do this too. So I work with business brokers. I work with um, individuals, all kinds of people. Now, is there a trust that you can do where you become tax, tax exempt? Correct. You're not going to become 100% tax free. You know, you're still going to pay some taxes. So it's split in half. The business trust is for 1099 income earners. So maybe you're a real estate agent. Maybe you're a, a real estate broker. You might be an affiliate marketer. You might ha- be uh, running a p- uh, pizzeria. One of my clients um, has two pizzerias. Uh, one of my clients sells commercial lighting in Chicago. With the trust, you know, um, he, he, they're saving taxes. And the gentleman in Chicago, in Illinois, they have to pay 4.95% uh, state tax. He got everything into the trust, so he, he will not have to file state taxes anymore. So he's saving, um, I can legally say, save up to 70% of the 1099 income. I have clients, including myself, saving more than 90%, but legally 70%. And then for an investor with the beneficial spendthrift trust, you will no longer pay capital gains. Capital gains is any profit on anything, short-term, 23.8%, long-term, either 15% or 20%, so like you're selling a business. You won't pay interest income. Uh, so if someone is a passive investor, a Forex investor, doing the Burr strategy, I, I have 12 notes, that's interest income. You'll no longer pay dividend income. So if you're in the stock market, um, in, uh, investing, if you're a day trader, if you're doing options trading. Options trading are taxed a little bit differently. If the option is traded in a year or less, it's taxed at 40%. If the option is more than a year, it's taxed at 60%. You'll save those taxes. Rental income, either short-term rental like Airbnb or Verbo or traveling nurses, or long-term rental, 10 doors, uh, 20 doors, multifamily. Um, yes, if people who invest in uh, uh, real estate can take depreciation, but the reason you want this trust besides saving federal taxes is going to keep your information private. Your LLC does not do that. And then it's also going to keep you from paying any judgments if you get sued. So if you're a landlord and the person renting from you, dog gets loose and bites someone, chances are that family would come after the landowner, not the renter, because the landowner has more money. I can't stop you from being sued, but the old adage from Nelson Rockefeller, you own nothing but control everything. So I don't know if you remember this, but it's a bad story, but it makes a point. If you remember O.J. Simpson was acquitted uh, killing his wife and Ron Goldman, but the Goldman family sued O.J. Simpson for $135 million. O.J. Simpson has his trust. Um, his houses are in there. His football memorabilia is in there. His uh, royalties from his movies. 
and they can only sue O.J. the person. He's got nothing in his own name, like my car is owned by the trust, my house is owned by the trust. So they can't get any money from O.J., but all his income making uh, that he has is in the trust and it's saved there. Um, and then uh, besides uh, mental income, the one I forgot was royalties. So if you're a songwriter, an author, an actress, Mineral rights, one of my clients inherited his granddad's horse farm in Oklahoma. He's got six oil wells on the property. And then if you're in uh, NFT world, NFT real estate, NFT crypto, or NFT artwork, uh, th- those are royalties, and you'll save that money. You know, I still pay food tax. I still pay gas tax, but the trust pays for the gas in my car. Um, but, you know, I- I'm not completely tax-free, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, now, when you set up a trust, do you have to, like, for properties, things like that, do you have to register it with the state or the local, or how does that go? What Correct. do you do once you? Correct. So, with, with, with your personal home, uh, we suggest not to change the deed on the home until you plan to sell it. So, let's say you're, you're going to stay in your home for another 10 years, you know, you, you love your home. When you go to sell it in uh, 2033, in April, you would just change the deed. You'd have to um, change it in the county from your personal name to the trust name, and then you will save uh, capital gains selling your home. But the trust will pay for your water bill. The trust will pay your electricity. The trust will pay for the garbage pickup and everything else. Um, It's an amazing thing. If you only have the beneficial trust, so like I, I have most of my clients, I have over 130 clients. So most, the majority of my clients have one trust or the other. If you have only the beneficial trust, the three things it does not cover are personal food, fun, and fashion. So to give you an idea, uh, my car is nothing special. It's a 2015 car it's paid off on it. When I put it into the trust, Blue Book Value said my car was only worth uh, $12,000. It came down. But when I bought it brand new in 2015, it was $27,500. I would be able to uh, do what is called a demand letter up to $27,500 to cover my food, fun, and fashion if I did not have the business trust. But I, I do have both trusts, so I don't, I, I'm like the matrix. I have a red debit card and a blue debit card. So it depends what I'm doing, how, how I pay for things. Can you explain to me what a peer trust is? I'm sorry, what kind of trust? A peer. Correct. Um, 97% of the trust sold in the United States is what's called a family trust. Uh, my parents had this. So the woman talks about it on TV. The only thing that does is it avoids going through probate when someone passes away. So you you avoid probate, and then it dissolves, and all the assets have to be split up. With the spendthrift trust, you're going to avoid probate. You're going to avoid inheritance taxes. And then whatever, if it's a business, if it's it's real estate or anything else, it's passed on to the second generation when people uh, pass away. With, With my trust, in case something happens to me, I have both my brothers 
my sister-in-laws and nine nieces and nephews, and now three great nieces and nephews, <laughs> kind of scary, um, in, in the trust. If I get hit by lightning, my uh, oldest nephew is uh, going to succeed me as a trustee for the trust. He, he knows what to do just in case something happens to me. Okay. I'm just trying to wrap my head around all this because we're okay, going fine. through this I, right now. There's a now. lot of information I, I know. I apologize. Well, yes, and um, we're actually going through that right now where um, my mother-in-law set up all the properties in what she calls Pure Trust, P-U-R-E. And so she took everything out of her name and put them all into trust. And so she owed a buttload of money to the IRS, and the only way that the property stayed where they were is because they were in trust. And we're trying she to did not figure out. Oh, she did. Oh, she owed money, lots of money. She still does. Um. That, that is so hard when people think they've done things correctly. Oh no, she she's one of those constitutionalists. She knew what she was doing was wrong. But we're trying to figure out, like, you know, who's the beneficiaries, who's the people on the, the trust accounts, who's, because half the people that she had on there are either dead or in jail, and properties are just, no one knows where the paperwork is, no one knows anything to know, other than her, what to do with all the stuff. It's a oh, wow. And has she passed away, too? No. She goes on the run from law enforcement. Okay. Correct. And, and, and to give you an idea, with, with uh, my clients, you know, um, June 30th, I, I had three businesses that were uh, being sold. One was a car wash. One was, I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it HVAC or is it Havoc? Both. Uh, uh, HVAC and sold. Havoc. And, yep. Okay. And then uh, a bakery was being sold. So what happened there, they filled out the paperwork. They got the uh, EIN and a letter to open the bank account, but they didn't have to pay for the trust until they got paid for selling their businesses. And yeah. because it came through a business broker, uh, I, so it was July 3rd, some of the banks weren't open. So on July 6th, when they, uh, the three businesses paid for it, I, I have a joint venture agreement and I, I send $600 to the different business brokers for them referring their clients to me. To, to give you an idea, um, back in May, one of my clients sold a family restaurant, a 42-year-old family restaurant, for $3 million. I'm not a CPA, but we know at 15%, he, he's 69 years old, his wife is 68, at 15%, they save $450,000. At 20%, they're going to save $600,000 that they won't have to pay to the IRS April 15, 2024. So because it, it's next year, if that makes sense. It does. What does it cost to set up one of these? Because what I want to do is, um, you know, I operate a couple different businesses and I'm launching a school. 
and I want to set it up so that way it goes to my kids and set up it into a trust. And all your businesses, if you don't mind my asking, are all your businesses 1099 income or some of them W-2 income? Um, some of them, um, two are 1099s, the other are non-for-profits. Okay. There is a non-for-profit trust also, but, um, you know, I, I, I could discuss that too. But the business trust, uh, one trust, or the beneficial trust, one is $20,500. That comes with the entire team to help you get things set up. And then you also have to, you know, let's say you start this trust in July. You won't be filing your taxes. The earliest would be April of 2024. So you, you, there is a um, fee to talk to a CPA between now and then, you know, to help you with things. If you decide to have both trusts, the business trust and the beneficial trust, or the nonprofit trust, or uh, or you know the business trust, it would be thirty-seven thousand dollars upfront. There's not, unfortunately there's not a pay plan for it. So um, last month uh, at the end of June, one a client that I have, he he's a uh, he fixed and flipped houses in Victorville, California. He filled out the paperwork. He opened up a bank account. He sold his first fix and flip of 2023, made $50,000 on that. He didn't pay for it until uh, July 5th. That was no problem. He saved on that alone for uh, short-term capital gains, $13,900. He's got four more flips in the process that he's going to be uh, um, fix and flipping you know, throughout the year. He's going to save that. And now that he saved so much money, he was able to get, instead of having three more fix and flips, he's going to have five more fix and flips this year. So it's going to be a great thing. You're, you're, you're asking great, great information. What, what, what kind of business do you do? I am a mental health um, coach, um, teacher. When it comes to autism, I specialize in working with families and individuals with autism. Oh, wow. Children or adults with autism? Both. Okay. I, I, my, my cousin, she's, she has autism. You, 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 and she's now 23 and trying to find programs for her. It, it's difficult. I, 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 she, my cousin and I are great friends and this, they, they want her to live on her on her own, and it's hard to do that. So what, what you do is fantastic. Where does she live? Like down in Texas, for instance, there are housing communities. They're like um, townhouses, communities set up for autistic kids and individuals that are trying to learn how to step out of what they're doing and be more independent. Did I lose you? Exactly. Um, And are you doing this in the Twin Cities or where are you doing this? I do everything virtually is what I do. I sit down with the individual. I sit down with their, their families or who they're with. And we sit down, we figure out what the issues are. Where are you struggling in life? Is it, you know, do you get overwhelmed? Do you have meltdowns? You know, are you, um, a lot of the kids, you know, are nonverbal. And then we, 
we go through this checklist. And then we sit down and we figure out the collective, one individually and then two as the environment and the families, because I do a lot more work with kids than adults. But um, figure out where the issues are. And we break down those issues into smaller pieces and we teach you how to overcome those issues. Now we figure out what is the way you learn, for instance. Um, is it verbal? Is it visual? You know, how is your brain wired to understand, retain, and learn this stuff? You know, is that part of your issue where your brain just keeps running all the time? And we help with different meditations, different things to help slow that down and help you figure out what is the best for you. And the hardest part is, is a lot of these individuals, especially in kids, is the parents see their kids as what they should be, not who they are, and getting them to understand this is who they are, and they're special, they have gifts, they can be sarcastic little poop heads, I'm talking about my own, and it's not a bad thing, but, you know, and accepting that and helping them grow and who and being okay with who they are is the first step, and then learning what do they need to do to be successful in life, Where what path do they want are they going on and teaching them how to do it at their pace their way is the key it's just slowing things down for them and if it has to be you know schedules and pictures and graphs and you know everything written out you know my dining room wall is one giant whiteboard of different routines and stuff that they cross off every day this is your chore list because my daughter don't retain anything you know things like that and we just keep going down the list just to let you know, like one of my clients, this is a sad story. Um, her daughter was working in Portland, Oregon, and was, she was hiking. And they thought she had MS, and they treated her for five years for MS when really she has Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. But her, her mom is, is involved um, with her church. Uh, she has a bakery, and, and then she also is a real estate investor. So the mother has set up in the trust. Um, money to take care of her daughter, Crystal, you know, something happens to the, the mother's name's Veronica, but she does have a son who will be, who will be in charge, you know, he, he, how, how it works is she has, she has this information through um, a third party, a, a law firm, so the son can't drain the account, not saying that he would, but she wants to make sure her daughter has uh, all the help she needs if something happened to Veronica. And you can, you can set the full name for the trust so everyone has is either the, uh, any of the trusts we, I, I can sell. It's irrevocable, that means it goes from generation to generation. Discretionary, which means it can hold money from day to day, month to month, year to year, decade to decade. Irrevocable, discretionary, non, uh, uh, irrevocable, discretionary, um, uh, you, you, then you can also make the rules. So whoever is the um, the trustee can make the rules for the next generation. So this is exactly what my friend Veronica has done for her daughter, um, uh, Crystal, to make sure she'll be taken care of. The fourth word, non-grantor, this makes this trust 100% private. Um, you're, you're in Minnesota, is that correct? Correct. So even if you're in Minnesota, it's going to, the trust will be based out of Texas because that's where the law firm is. I have moved four times since I started the trust. 
address, but the trust paperwork still shows me living in Goodyear, Arizona, when I started this, you know, it, it, that's the only way it, um, it does things like that. And then the spendthrift qualities, um, again, this is very specialized, very legal, and, you know, just just keep, keep your money. I mean, you work hard for your money. Why not keep some of your money? You know, the, if the rich people know how to do this, um, it's an important, you, you should know how to do it, too. Oh, and I completely agree. Um, you know, I have a, a trust set up for my kids with my life insurance policy because I have for them a million-dollar policy. So if anything ever happened to me, they'd be set for life. And so they Oh, they fantastic. Get, do, do you have, are you doing infinite banking or is it um, whole life or is it um, term insurance? Um, I am not sure how it's set up. I had a buddy of mine in the military set it up for me when I got discharged out. I pay for it so much, you know, a year to keep it going. But um, we set it up when okay. we found out the kids were um, special. So that anything happened to me, there's a set amount that goes directly to all the bills, the house, the electric, all that. And they get so much, like a paycheck, for whatever they need, the groceries, whatever. So whoever takes care of them, will never get the full access to all the money, but they get a, they'll have some. Exactly. Exactly. That, it, 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 what I was talking about with Veronica and her daughter, Crystal, that's exactly how they're having things set up too, because it's important. You want to make sure your kids are taken care of if you're not there anymore. <laughs> right. You know, and that's, you know, and I have it set up that way because I'm afraid that, you know, someone's going to get their hands on it down the road and green it and the kids, you know, wind up with nothing and end up wards of the state. Mary's country it's boy. Completely true. Um, I, I, I have another client. Um, both, both her sons are also autistic. Um, you know, she's done the same thing, setting them, setting them up separately because it's, you know, one one son's two years older than the other one, but um, unfortunately, her husband is not providing any uh, support. He stopped paying child support at age 18, and they're now in their 20s. And my my friend um, is making sure her children are going to be taken care of. Go ahead, Dr. Mary. It's country. Um, I'm glad you're asking these questions too, ma'am. I'd like a little bit more information also. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and my sons and I own 22 different businesses, um, three non-for-profit organizations, but you just mentioned just now about being able to have a trust fund set up for a non-for-profit organization. That is something that I had not considered. Uh, so I'm glad you guys mentioned that. Two, with the non-for-profit organizations, you had a real estate conversation going on there. Ma'am, have you ever heard of No Man's Land? I, honestly, I've not heard of No Man's Land. I have to apologize. Okay. No Man's Land, just in cliff note form, is years ago in my community, there was, well, we're in the Bible Belt, churches on every corner. 
with churches being non for profit organizations, 40, 50 years later, there is no building structure on the property that still exists. So since the county cannot build churches, since they're non-for-profit organizations, they property tax, the land is still there. But to the kids, and it wasn't listed right way back then, they call it no man's land which I have about 14 properties on my grid now that I'm getting ready to do a quick claim deed over. And now that you're mentioning a non-for-profit living trust for non-for-profit organizations, and since they existed originally as a non-for-profit organization, based on the information that you're getting given today, it's very helpful to know what I need to do to look at it from a different angle or a different approach to maybe put these properties in where the government can't get their hand on them, but at the same time the properties that exist, but leave them in a non-tax form. Does that make sense? It, it makes sense. If you don't want to ask me, what state are you in? Which state are, are we talking about? Countries in Georgia. Georgia, okay. Um, I'm here in North Carolina, and very similar, um, j just working with things. So, um, I I can talk about the nonprofit. We do have a nonprofit trust. Um, I hate to say this. I do. I I I'm a real estate investor, crypto investor, and uh, and doing three online businesses for profit. So this is why I'm not an expert. Okay. Um, on first, I have contacts at the life law firms for that. Well, I'm just glad to know that you mentioned it again. I know we may not know everything, but again, there's knowledge and expertise like yours that lies in those areas and most people again we can't do what we don't know how to do so i'm so glad that you're a guest and sharing the information that you did and we hopefully we can have you back again because i know there's a lot of people out there now that's transitioning with the parents there's 14 other communities 14 other properties in my community that their children have inherited but see a lot of those kids, like you said, are missing in action. Some of them might have been deceased by now. Some of them are in jail. But the properties are just sitting there rotting down. And with the information and the proper things that we can do to maneuver around some of the paperwork, that's going to be very helpful. Exactly. And, you know, just, just to give you an idea, you know, with, with dealing with inheritance, Everyone needs to be contacted and, and things like that. And it, have you have either one of you ever heard of a 1031 exchange in real estate? Say, well, no, say, say those numbers that. one more time, ma'am. Say, say the numbers one more time. A, a 1031, a 1031 uh, exchange is a special real estate thing. It's uh, tax code 1031 where you can avoid paying. What you have to continue doing is you keep kicking it down the street. So if you start at time, property has to be in it, the third property has to be in it, the fourth property has to be in it. I, talk, I have talked to at least 15 adult children. Maybe the parents are incapacitated, like, you know, in a nursing home or had a stroke, or they have passed away. And all of a sudden... The, the IRS is sending them a tax bill that, you know, for 
capital gains from back in the 90s or back in 2000, and they're like, I, I, I know nothing about this, and the children are now responsible for the tax bill that the parents were trying to avoid and didn't know to continue with the 1031 exchange. With, with the uh, beneficial trust, that's way with that situation. Uh, you know, one, of, one of my clients, um, she, I don't want to use her first name because she's very upset about tell her age. Um, she's 78. Her husband's uh, 80. They bought an auction house um, for $300,000. They had someone come in fix, uh, fix and flip it, $100,000 uh, worth of work. This is down in Tampa, uh, Florida. And they sold it for $1.2 million. So they made $600,000 off of that house. She was going to do a 1031 exchange, but in her opinion, she's tired. Running around because it's a very uh, short timeline. You have 45 days to find a third party and then 180 days to find one property or two properties that uh, eat up the uh, capital gains. So her CPA referred her to me. We got her, we got her house into the, into the trust before she sold it. Because she did not do a 1031 exchange, she could take all that money, that $600,000, and she put it into a REIT, a uh, real estate investment, uh, investment trust, where she makes 12% interest every single month. I, I knew about the one property. I did not know she and her husband had seven other properties in the Tampa Bay, Florida area. They sold them all because, you know, no offense, they're in their late 70s. They, they want to re- enjoy their retirement. They sold them all through the trust, put all the money into the REIT, and they sent me a picture April 1st. They're out on their, um, their porch. They call it the Lame, and they're having mimosas, toasting themselves because they just made 12% on all the money they have in their, uh, in their real estate fund. They have two, two uh, children, uh, both, uh, both uh, girls, who are one's divorced twice and the other one's still married to the same husband. They have uh, seven grandchildren. When not wishing them in ill will, but when they pass away, they're going to pass the REIT down through the family members, so there'll be no taxes or inheritance tax for for the two daughters or the grandchildren. The, the family uh, thinks it's an amazing thing. That's awesome. Um, question for you: Do these trusts expire? Like, do you have to renew them every so many years? No. Or? No. Um, just to give you an idea, uh, I did the research on the Rockefellers Trust. They call it the office. Currently, it's seven generations old, almost 400 people using the same EIN. They each have their own individual bank accounts. They're not commingling money. So it goes from generation to generation. I personally, uh, with my 12 notes, I was a bad investor. I had two notes in each LLC. So I shut down uh, six LLCs in Arizona. I transferred the notes into the trust. I had to contact the servicer saying now they have to pay the new bank account. The servicer sent out a letter to, to the 12 notes. I'm saving my notes. are um, that's, I'm the mortgage in the house. I'm the Bank of Sally, like the Bank of America. I'm saving uh, some of my notes are at 9.5% and some notes are at 12.8%. I'm saving the taxes on those notes in the trust, and, you know, I got to save, instead of doing a K-1 uh, tax return, <coughs> on March 15th, 
my, uh, my CPA was charging me $300 per K-1, so I had, I had six of them. I saved that. And my taxes for 2022, um, I, in 2022, I wholesaled or um, auction houses, eight houses, have my notes, have my crypto, have my options trading. I'll be honest, I paid $2,200 to do my 2022 taxes, and I did not file state taxes. I moved to North Carolina in March of 2022. When I moved here, I went to go register my car to get North Carolina plates from uh, Arizona plates. I took my trust booklet. The trust paid for the registration. The trust owns my car. Um, as far as North Carolina is concerned, they had no idea I live here or do anything else. My house is in the trust. The water's in the trust. You'll, everything I do here in North Carolina is in my trust. Ma'am, I love you. <laughs> well, see, the things that you're telling me is a confirmation and an affirmation in my spirit that I'm not going to be a dumb old country boy. The things that you're telling me, it's hard to do what you have not been taught. I've gotten cliff notes and little glimpses and little peeps on some of the things that you're talking about. But certain things, like my son just bought a Bentley convertible. They go, wow, how do your son afford a Bentley? He doesn't. The company pays for his car. The company pays for this jet ride. The company pays for this cruise. And being able now, I said that to say for us little bitty country folks that may not have four or five houses or a whole lot of different real estate what about those parents that are growing older now that's worked for 20, 30 years to make a note on that house that they want to leave on the inheritance behind for their children? What about the small families that don't think that they own enough stuff to put un- into a trust? What would you say to those people that are listening in? That, that's a great question. Um, they have to look at their personal, uh, what, what's going on for them. One of my clients, um, she, she's in the military in Georgia. Um, she, she's getting out. Um, actually, she uh, just got out July 1st, so congratulations to her. Uh, she did her 20 years in. She has her house, and she has two rentals uh, near, I forget which base she's at in Georgia. Her mom has three Airbnbs and five rentals, and unfortunately, her, her parents never separated, but her father passed away and left three paid-off houses to her and her two brothers. When she contacted me, she thought that everybody was going to have to have their own trust. What we did was just one family trust. We made the mother the trustee, the daughter who's uh, just got military, and her two brothers are beneficiaries. One bank account has the three houses that the, 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 the father left to the three of them. Another bank account for her her uh, rentals are separate for her uh, mother's properties are separate and they just have one trust and 10 vehicles all placed in the trust you know it's it's only two generations deep but there's a lot of there are a lot of moving parts to it if that makes sense there's 10 vehicles there's different uh, rental properties different people who own a house one one son doesn't he rents but they all are under one trust um, combined together that they, they, they took a HELOC, um, 
of, you're going to ask me what HELOC means. I don't know the initials. They took a loan out on one of the paid-off houses. The father left them to pay for the trust, and each one of them is saving taxes because they're, they're part of their family trust. I hope that makes sense. Okay. I got one more question for you. I don't want to complicate sure. good information and contaminate it with a nightmare story, but I've been a caregiver for years. And I had three people in the last 10 years that prior to dying while they was in their right mind made me their beneficiary. At the same time, they didn't put in there that it's an heir's property. So the children immediately came after me to think that I had manipulated their parents to give me their property when their kids live in town, in state, and never see them, never talk to them, just kind of waiting for them to die. Is there a way that somebody like a caregiver, and I know two of those other people, so I'm not talking about myself, that have been caregivers to somebody for 20-plus years to where they still have living family. So if that person that's in their right state of mind decides to put their trust into somebody else that's not a family member, is that something hard to win when they still have living family members? Correct. Correct. You, whoever whoever is a trustee can make the, make the decision who the beneficiaries are and also who the beneficiaries are not. Um, I have several clients okay. with grandchildren who are one grandson has been married three times in four years, uh, but each time he gets divorced, uh, the ex-wife gets taken out of the trust. You're in charge of that. Another thing to worry about, um, I, 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 I don't want to get into the weeds too much. I, I, I've got another uh, meeting in five minutes, but if you're 65 or older and you're on uh, Social Security, every year the IRS looks back uh, in October and November to make sure you're not making too much money. It's called IRMA. Um, the initials are Indian, Romeo, Mike, Alpha. Monthly adjustment amount. This could affect your Part B of Social Security. So Part B is your doctors and your tests. Um, I want to say people are paying $166 right now Social Security to pay for Part B. If you make more than $91,000 in a year, that includes Social Security, wages, 401k withdrawals, um, uh, IRS uh, withdrawals, capital gains, interest income, dividend income, rental income, royalty income. You would have to pay more for Part B, or if you're making too much money, you'd have to pay the federal government, uh, pay the federal government a full amount. I have talked to so many seniors who are unaware of this, and financial planners who don't know about this, and we're helping them save. So that I can help them save with the capital gain. If the wages are 10, uh, 1099 wages, I can help with it on that too. Because, you know, people who are 65, they're still active. They're still doing quite a bit of things out there. And, and if, if, you, if you don't mind, Mary, I would just like to tell people how to reach out to me if they want more information. 
Go ahead. I do also have all your information that you put on the calendar link on the description of the show, which I will oh. send to you after the show. But, yes, go ahead. Tell them. Excellent. I was going to say, if you have that all, that's excellent. And if you just send me the information when uh, this will be done, I do post on six um, – I post on TikTok, uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and I purposely talk about all those I'm on because it's your audience. I, I appreciate you having me there. Yes, and actually this will be – it's live now, but it will also – um, be available to listen to in like five minutes. Excellent. And, that, and, and what was the gentleman's name from Georgia? I didn't catch that. My real name is Brad Dorothy, a.k.a. Country Boy. Well, Brad, Country Boy, it's, it's very nice talking to you and to you also, Mary. I appreciate you having me on your show. No, we want you to definitely come back. And then, as Mary said, all these shows are archived, so you'll be able to leave a listening. And I know I'll pull it down today and send it to several of my friends that didn't have the convenience to listen in while we serve up hope for lunch. Again, it's spiritually tastes uh, it tastes great and it's spiritually fulfilling. And the information that you share with us is not just for us, but just to pass on to that next generation. So make sure and come back and join us. Exactly. I, you know, my, my, my goal is to let people teach people about this because people don't, aren't aware of this. I mean, literally the gentleman yesterday, uh, a financial planner, is saying my CPA says you're lying. And I'm like, I, I can prove to you I'm not lying, but he, he didn't want to hear it. And I, I, I don't understand how much I appreciate you letting me talk about this on your radio show. Oh, not a problem. And I love for you to come back. We are going to launch next month a financial show in the evening for business owners, especially small businesses up and starting, and how to save that first year of startup. Oh, excellent. I, I'm sorry I have to run. I do have a, a, a client at, at, at the top of the hour. So thank you, Mary. Thank you, uh, Country Boy. I hope you all have a beautiful uh, summer then, okay? You yes, too. Thank and you I too. did just send you the link for the show um, in your book. Great. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. You, you too. Thank you for joining us today. That was Sally, a financial expert in trust. Join us back here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. with Vitality Vibes with Georgette Reynolds, and she talks about living well. Thank you for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio. We hope you found today's show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media at Optimize My Life for updates, additional resources, and to stay connected with our community. Join us back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another enriching episode as we continue our journey towards a more fulfilling and optimized life. Until then, take care, and remember to make each day count.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.